0: Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, my preview of Steelers-Saints, a huge matchup for the Steelers. Coming off of a big win against the Patriots, things don't get a whole lot easier. This team travels on the road to New Orleans. They can clinch the AFC North this week if they win and Baltimore loses, but they've got a tall task ahead of them. I know the Saints haven't played well in a couple weeks, and they may seem beatable, but let's not forget that the Saints have played three road games uh, in a row. So, you know, this is their first home game in a while, and this is a Saints team that plays really, really well at home. The Saints are going to be a tough test for the Steelers, so we'll talk about that matchup today. We'll also update you on the James Conner injury, how he's recovering from the, the ankle sprain, it looked like he might play last week, then he was downgraded to doubtful just before the game. Uh, we have comments from him as to how that recovery is going, so we'll talk about that today as well. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Tony Serino. You can find more of this podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit that subscribe button. Get your daily dose. You can follow me on Twitter, at Steeler Country. You can find us on Instagram, at at Locked On Steelers. You can find us on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers. You can like the Facebook page. You can also join the Facebook group very lively on there on game day. And let's start today with some news and notes. The Steelers' practice report for Thursday looks like this. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger and Marquise Pouncey both returned to practice after having the day off on Wednesday. No injury for either of them. Again, they were just given the day off by Tomlin Terrell Edmonds who had a concussion or was in the concussion protocol following that game against the Patriots practiced in a full capacity on Thursday he was limited on Wednesday sounds like he'll be good to go on Sunday coming out of that concussion protocol part of coming out of that protocol is practicing again he practiced in a limited capacity on Wednesday practiced uh, all day on Thursday Bud Dupree with a knee injury Uh, he sat out of practice on Wednesday returned to practice on Thursday I like how Tomlin is handling Bud Dupree this year he started every game he hasn't he hasn't missed a game this year. he's missed time in games and he's been he's been injured but Tomlin's usually in those days been very precautious that week with his practice and so uh, Bud Dupree stayed healthy this year I think it's one of the reasons why everyone's pretty surprised not surprised but pretty impressed with Bud Dupree in 2018 he's certainly having his best year as a pro and part of that is just being healthy for the entirety of the season. Cam Hayward listed on the injury report, uh, but he practiced both Wednesday and Thursday in a full capacity dealing with that hyperextended knee. Uh, he seems to be fine. He'll be good to go on Sunday. Juju was limited in practice. He left practice on Thursday with a groin injury. Uh, wasn't available to reporters after practice, so no telling how bad or how severe that groin injury is. It's really a big question mark at this point. Check Twitter, uh, check my Twitter Friday afternoon when the final Injury reports come out. Uh, Hopefully, Juju can return to practice in some capacity on Friday, and he's not going to miss this game. If he does miss, James Washington will take his place. We have Eli Rogers now, uh, Ryan Switzer. There's a lot of guys to take Juju's spot, but Juju has been so important to that offense, going to need him to keep up with the New Orleans Saints. And then James Conner with the ankle injury. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Here's what Conner had to say about the injury. I'm trying, man. It's day by day. You know these uh, these ankle kind of sprains. They're, they're deceiving. You know, so like I can walk around fine. I'm not limping around. But you know, when I'm out there on the field, um, you know, cutting and stuff, it's just you know not ready yet. Uh, you know, it's the reason why City three guys on the team. You know, you see the way Jalen and really been and playing, so they're capable. Um, you know, I want to go, but um, if I'm not feeling like me, then I wouldn't be James Conner. So you know, I'm not going. Cool. to I go out there less than ready, so I'm just kind of I'm day-to-day with it. What's the plan for later in the week as far as giving you more and more? Just, you know, I tried to do a little jogging today, and that's all it is. Just take it day by day. Um, you know, I'll go out there and jog a little bit and see how it feels. But Just stay the course, man. So uh, It takes time. No matter how much treatment I do, it takes time. So, uh, you know, just take it day by day. So listening to Connor there, it doesn't sound like he's going to be available anytime soon. And you go back to last week, it's really disappointing considering that he practiced on Friday even if it was just in a limited capacity and and that gave the Steelers enough hope to put him as questionable on the injury report. Maybe he could be a game time decision, that kind of thing, but that was immediately downgraded to doubtful on Saturday. Now he doesn't practice on Wednesday, doesn't practice again on Thursday. There's no way he's playing in this game against the Saints. And you heard it there in his voice. I mean, I know he says he's taking it day by day and he wants to be optimistic about this. But boy, that doesn't sound like a football player who thinks he's going to see the field anytime soon. And so the next question is, would he be available for that regular season finale against the Cincinnati Bengals if it matters? Uh, my guess would be no. I think the next time you're you're likely to see James Conner would be potentially in the wild card round. And even then, you know, I think it's still a question mark. I mean, it's a high ankle sprain. That can take some time to heal. Especially if they want to get Connor to a place where he's, you know, close to 100 percent or not going to re-aggravate the injury. Um, so I, I don't expect to see James Connor, not only not on Sunday, but really until that playoff run. There are two ways for the Steelers to clinch a playoff spot on Sunday. The first by winning the AFC North, and they will do that if they beat the Saints and the Ravens lose on Saturday to the LA Chargers, that game being played. In Los Angeles. They can also clinch at least a wild card spot, and they would clinch that by beating the Saints and having the Colts and Titans both lose. The Colts play the Giants, the Titans play the Redskins. That's kind of a long shot there for the Colts and Titans to both lose, but if they do and the Steelers win, the Steelers will at least make it as a wild card. They could still win the AFC North in week 17 by beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon was suspended indefinitely by the NFL on Thursday for violating the terms of his conditional reinstatement under the NFL's drug policy. A tough break for Josh Gordon, really tough break for the, New, for the New England Patriots as well, as they had traded for Gordon earlier in the year, and he was kind of their answer at outside receiver. You know, Gordon had been suspended for so long, he seemed to get his his career back on track this year, and it took him a while to do so. Remember, he sat out the majority of training camp, with the Browns, and then you know, kind of lost uh, lost that trust factor with the Browns when he missed, or uh, he was late to that meeting earlier in the year, and that kind of forced the Browns' hand. In releasing him, but he had played. You know, he played this year. I mean, look, he never looked like Josh Gordon again. He didn't look like the superstar that Josh Gordon was back earlier in his career. But you know, he was he was good for the Patriots as an outside receiver. Certainly better than what they had at the position. And so, you know, it's a tough break. It's a tough break for the Patriots. Tough break for Josh Gordon. He will be suspended indefinitely. And you have to wonder if this is just going to be like a lifetime ban for him at this point. He's already been suspended for multiple years. Uh, I, I would I would be surprised if we see Josh Gordon. Play in the NFL again, and then a final thing here in news and notes. I know it's not draft season just yet, but we're getting close now as the bowl season is is just underway, and uh, we're getting down. We're getting to the end of the college football season. It's about time you can start watching tape on some of these college prospects. I started by, of course, looking at the inside linebacker position. That's what we talked about pretty much all offseason. Remember, we were big on guys like Leighton Vander Esch, and oh, look how good he's doing. In Dallas right now, Rashawn Evans who has been very quiet in Tennessee to start his career. Uh, Roquan Smith on that Chicago Bears defense. And although, you know, he's he's kind of a, he's not a big name player on that Bears defense. He, you know, he's a starter on what is the best defense in the NFL right now. And of course, we're also high on Tremaine Edmonds on that Bills defense. That Bills defense also very good. Although Tremaine Edmonds, you know, just a small piece of it at this point as a rookie. But really, you know, you couldn't have gone wrong with those four inside linebackers. Now, I will say this about the Steelers. Right, looking at John Bostic and the way he's played this year, he certainly hasn't been the train wreck that a lot of us expected him to be, and the liability, and even in even even in as a as a as a coverage guy, he he's been a liability at times. But the Steelers have done a good job of working in a guy like L.J. Fort to hide that at times, and so. The Steelers haven't had a huge problem at inside linebacker. Now, I still think they could use a playmaker at that position. I think if someone were to fall to the Steelers in this draft, that could be a real playmaker on the inside at inside linebacker. I think they would certainly have to look in that direction. And so I started watching some tape this week of guys like Devin White from LSU and Mac Wilson from Alabama. They are, of course, two of the highest-rated inside linebackers early on in the draft process. No combine yet, no pro days, none of that. Not even the Senior Bowl yet. So we're still very, very early days, and we're so early that guys haven't even declared. Or guys are just now declaring for the NFL draft, and some guys are declaring that they're going to be returning for their senior season. Mac Wilson of Alabama, one of the guys I started watching film on, very excited about him, got some real wow factor to his game. We talk about having a playmaker on the inside. I think Mac Wilson, you know, he may not be that as a rookie, uh, but I think he has all the tools to become a real, you know, playmaking wow type uh, inside linebacker in this league. He's coming back to school in senior year. So I spent some time. I spent some time this week watching a player who who had just announced he is going back to school, which is crazy because I think Mac Wilson can easily be a first round pick. Now you're going to have Devin White, you're going to have Mac Wilson in this draft. I mean, look, are both guys going to get taken in the first round? Likely they would have. I'm very surprised to see that Mac Wilson is going to go back. And his, his mom announced that, saying that, you know, Mac's got some unfinished business at Bama. I mean, Bama's probably going to win the title this year. They're going to win back to back. I know Mac didn't start last year, uh, but uh, what? What exactly do you have to prove, Mac Wilson? Come on, get in that draft. You, 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 know, you what, what? What? The nice thing about having Mac Wilson with Devin White is that what's going to happen at the top end of this draft, in all likelihood, in looking at the inside linebacking prospects to this point, there, those were the two that were going to be the marquee names. Okay, and you have two marquee names. That's good because you're going to have multiple teams who are going to be vying for. We got, we have a needed inside linebacker. We could use that guy. So you're going to have guys' teams moving up. It happened last year. Once, once Vanderash went off the board and Rashawn Evans was the last guy, and it fell off like a cliff, right? Between, uh, between Vanderash, uh, you know, Rashawn Evans, and then everyone else, the Titans moved up. right? Evans didn't fall to the Steelers because everyone knew Evans isn't getting by the Steelers. So you have to trade up above them if you want to get him. The same is going to happen this year with a guy like Devin White. And I like Devin White. I think Devin White, Devin White's a guy I saw on film last year watching tape on guys like Dante Jackson and Arden Key, and I couldn't take my eyes off number forty. Even in his even in his sophomore year, because the guy was a beast even back then. His junior year tape, I haven't seen enough of it yet, but I, you know, early reports, uh, Devin White is going to be very, very good and very highly thought of in this NFL draft. Uh, but the problem is, if there's only one good inside linebacking prospect, and I know it's a little early to say that, but if there's only one, he's going to get he's going to get taken higher than he should. So if he's you know if you're, if we're projecting him as, as a mid round for mid first round talent or a, a you know high second round talent, the guy's going to get taken you know, high in the draft because he's the only one of that caliber. And so, uh, kind of disappointing to see Mac Wilson go back to school. But we'll talk more about that as, as you know, as this season rolls on and uh, we get past the playoffs and all that. I, look, we're going to have a lot of time in February and March and April to talk about all of these prospects. All right, we're going to break here. But coming up, my preview of Steelers Saints right after this. This Sunday, the Steelers have a huge showdown with the New Orleans Saints. And this single game will go a long way to clearing up the playoff picture. And it could go a long way for you to win huge cash prizes. Single game fantasy football is the newest way to play at DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy football. If you've been thinking about trying DraftKings, now is the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to just one game, making it easier to draft your lineup. All you have to do is draft six players from the Steelers-Saints game, one captain and five other players. Your captain will earn one and a half times the point. So if you can go for value with a guy like Jalen Samuels or the star power of a guy like Antonio Brown, it's that simple. Six players from just one game. Just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app now. Use the code LOCKEDON to enter a single game fantasy football contest for free this week with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1 million in total prizes. That's code Locked On only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. A minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And be sure to head over to DraftKings, join the Locked On Listener League, look for... In the show notes of this episode, for the uh, for the invite link, you can also follow me over on Twitter. I'll have the link there. We'll do a single game contest for Steelers Saints. You can compete against me and other Locked On hosts on DraftKings. All right, let's get to my preview of Steelers Saints. Uh, sorry, I couldn't get a crossover episode this week. The Ross from Locked On Saints on vacation this week, and hey, you know it's the holidays. It happens. Um, and Oh, by the way, speaking of the holidays, I know next week is Christmas. I'm doing podcasts all week, uh, so there will be a rapid reaction out on Monday. We'll have Christopher Carter on. I'll hopefully have a crossover episode on Wednesday. We'll do a full week of podcasts next week as well, uh, so look for that. But let's talk about this game between the Steelers and Saints, and how can you talk about this game without starting with comments made on Thursday by Cam Jordan. Now, Cam Jordan may be the best defensive player the Saints have, and they've got a couple really good ones. Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, but Cam Jordan he has 12 and a half sacks this year. He's a very good pass rusher off the edge. Uh, going to be going to be a test for the Steelers' offensive line. He was asked today, or actually, he was the, the he was being asked about Ben Roethlisberger and the talent the Steelers have on offense. And the reporter started saying, "Well, actually, let me just play for you. Here, here's here's what Cam, here's here's uh, the lead up to the question, and then Cam Jordan's response to uh, to how good Ben Roethlisberger is in the NFL." they you know, they got a couple thousand yard receivers. They've got a quarterback who might be going to the Hall of Fame. He's going in sack twenty. Is that times. true, Las Yeah. So really, so what did this offense do well in this era? You put him at like a top three of this era. i put him at a top three, but I think top he's going to, five I, of this I, I era. He's gonna to go to the Hall. Of Fame. Top five of this era. top five. You put him at top five of this era. A couple of Super Bowls is Is that a yes or no? Yes. You put so you have who would be your top five? Uh, Drew. Drew, Tom, hey Aaron, who Hey a, a-, a-, a- who got less Super Bowls than Roethlisberger? His numbers are impressive. So you're saying he? M- saying numbers are impressive. His numbers are always impressive. Okay, a, a- Okay, so then we, you put him right there. Peyton doesn't have decent numbers. Peyton. Peyton. Peyton who? Manny. I, 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 he's not. Well, I, I didn't even count him in the. This era. is this is the era. He he retired two years ago. That was most of Roethlisberger's career. You're saying he's better. Era. He's, he's better. He's better than Philip uh, Rivers right now. Right career wise. Career wise. You because you give him the Super Bowl not? Is that what you say? Yeah, he didn't have. A so okay, so so you put have a more accomplished career than Philip Rivers. You're putting him at number five. Yeah, I put him in five. Okay. I mean, so okay. I I'd honestly put Eli before I put Ben, but what? okay. He, what? Two Super Bowls. If we're gonna buy his numbers, except, except exactly except Eli washed this. I hear you, I hear you. All right, cool, cool. So you're putting him in number five. The Steelers certainly don't need any extra motivation going into this game, right? I mean, they can clinch the AFC North this week. They're still very much in a division title race with the Ravens. And if, they, if the Steelers were to lose this game and the Ravens were to pull off the upset, the Ravens would be in the driver's seat going into the final week of the year in the AFC North. So the Steelers have everything to play for this week already. But you listen to comments there by cam jordan and now they got a little extra play for especially ben roethlisberger and especially that offensive line an offensive line that has taken things personally all year i mean you go back to the first comments that Le'Veon bell and when well not not even the comments that Le'Veon bell made because he didn't make comments back then he just didn't show up right and you look at the offensive line and and how they played especially uh blocking for james connor in that opener against the browns connor had a big big day you know other than the fumble um and then, you know, you look at the same thing, though, right? The, you know, when, when Le'Veon decides not to show up at all, and the Steelers have a huge game that following week. Last week, after all the criticism the offensive line took for a poor performance against the Raiders, and Jalen Samuels in a poor performance against the Raiders, and that, that offensive line comes out, dominates the Patriots up front, sets up Samuels to run for, uh, you know, almost 150 yards in that game. Uh, the Steelers in this game, listen, you're listening to Cam Jordan there, I'm sure Pouncy. I'm sure DeCastro. I'm sure those guys heard those comments, and I expect I expect Cam Jordan's gonna have absolutely no. I expect Cam Jordan will have about as much impact in this football game as James Conner does for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, it's it, Cam Jordan's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Cam Jordan is a very good player. You know, he's a he's a sack machine. But this Steelers offensive line is the best unit in football, and I'm gonna be very surprised to see Cam Jordan have any impact in this game. In fact. You know, as a Steelers fan, right? You listen to those comments and, and and just the dismissiveness with which he says, "Oh, you know, how could you put Roethlisberger in the Hall of Fame?" Is you know he's not even he's not even top five in his in his era, right? You put him above this guy, that guy, right? I'll grant you, you know, he's okay. Ben's not on Brady's level or Manning's level, but when we start talking about Eli and Philip Rivers, I mean, give me a break here. Uh, you know, with, with comparing Ben to those guys, Ben Roethlisberger uh, has been the one of the best quarterbacks, one of the winningest quarterbacks. Of his entire career, and you look at Rivers, who's in and out of the playoffs every year. I mean, Manning is completely shot early in his career. Ben Roethlisberger having statistically one of his best seasons. You know, outside, I mean, I'll grant you the interceptions. We talked about that yesterday, Uh, but you know, Ben Roethlisberger is still playing very good football, and it's why this team is is still in the playoff hunt right now. So you know, forget. I, I I really you know as a fan. I would just love, wouldn't you love it if Ben Roethlisberger came out and had one of his 500-yard, five-touchdown type performances, and just really took it to the Saints in their house after after that guy, you know, makes those comments. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but it's the same comments we've heard all year about Ben or uh, all his entire career. Right? Remember early in Ben's career, the whole thing was you can't you can't have him throw 25 times. If you have him throw over 25 times a game, you know, you're going to lose the football game. And I hate that stuff. I actually read an article about that. Uh, I forget where I read it last word on NFL maybe wrote read, read, read an article that said you know the Steelers have to limit Ben Roethlisberger because um you know they every time this they had some stat like if he throws 45 times in a game the Steelers lose or something like that they're, they're only three and three in games where he, where he's uh where he throws 45 times which is such a cherry-picked stupid stat I I hate those stats so I, went, I actually went together and I put together my own stat uh, I think the Steelers also in this game by the way if you want to look at just you know wins and losses when certain things happen right like Ben don't throw the ball 45 times, Ben, because if you throw the ball 45 times, we're going to lose. Well, don't target AB, 10, 10 or more. You know, our best wide receiver, we shouldn't, just don't throw the ball to him too much, because if we throw the ball to AB too much, we lose. When AB has 10 plus targets this year, the Steelers are 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. When he has less than 10 targets, they're 5-2. and two. They should stop throwing AB, right? Don't. I think we shouldn't throw to AB. It's such a stupid cherry pick set. The Steelers throw more because they're down in football games. That's why. That's why they were losing those football. Oh, they lost the games where they threw a lot? I, I wonder why. Were we behind? Was it the cheese game where we were down by 21 early in that football game? I, I I'm I wonder why we threw so much. Silliness. Silliness with that stuff. Hey, before we continue, I want to let you guys know about Action Heat Clothing. It's engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to to a heated car seat. It's perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, anyone that loves the outdoors or hates being cold. And if you're headed out to Heinz Field next week for that finale against the Bengals or you'll potentially be there for the home playoff game, you need some action-heat clothing. I'll be there in Heinz Field and I'm getting myself. So you better believe I'm getting myself some action-heat clothing. Heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You, yeah, I'm getting myself some Action Heat socks, by, by the way. Because, you know, you, if you been to Heinz Field in that cold weather, you know the hardest part to, to keep warm is your feet. So those Action Heat socks will certainly come in handy. And as a listener of this podcast, you're going to get a special offer. You can save 20% off your entire order. Just go to ActionHeat.com slash LockedOn. Check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's ActionHeat.com slash LockedOn. Use the coupon code LockedOn at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's actually let's actually talk about the football game itself for a second here. You know, the thing I'm looking for in this football game, really, and it's not even a matchup thing, right? It's more of a mentality thing. Don't have the letdown performance this week, right? The Steelers had what was one of the best games I've ever seen them play Certainly from a defensive standpoint, one of the best defensive performances, you know, we've seen from this team in how long? You have to go back. I can't even remember, right? I mean, you have to go back to like James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, that defense, to look at a team that was that dominant against, I mean, against Tom Brady, against their nemesis, against, again, you know, what was so impressive about last week is that Brady has, doesn't just have success against the Steelers. He makes them look foolish every time, right? I mean, it is always like, you know, it's not just it's not just that Brady goes for three hundred. It's that he does it so easily, and that the Steelers absolutely have no answer to it. And so, watching the Steelers play that well last week, you know, it, it, it you, you couldn't help but go forward. You know, your mind goes forward. and says, "Boy, if we can shut down Brady that way, can we shut down Breeze? Can we shut down some of these other offenses?" And the problem I have with that line of thinking is, you know, it's it's a home game. It's 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 against Brady, uh, but it's it's everyone playing above themselves. And are we going to be able to maintain that level of play? you know, even one week into the future, right? Because, of course, all of us want to say, well, you know, we can do that for a five-game playoff run here. Eh, You know, to borrow a Lee Corso line here, not so fast, my friend. I'm worried. I mean, I'm worried going into this game that we're just, we're going to have the letdown performances from, especially from those young guys, right? So much of what happened last week was about young guys, you know, really emerging now. Jalen Samuels and how good he looked a week ago. And remember, we were talking about him as, yeah, didn't really have the burst, right? You know, he he could go through a body transformation year one to two and be a much better player. And I still think that that can be the case. Uh, but he played—I mean, he played great last week. Is he going to have that same performance against the Saints? James Washington, who has been non-existent in 2018, it was a lost year for James Washington. And we came into the year with all this expectation, and that just—you know—went away very early because you know he wasn't the same player we watched in training camp and preseason. And then finally, there it was against the Patriots. Was that a one-game blip? Was that a one-game playing-above-yourself type of performance? Or, or did or did something click for James Washington, Washington that now he can be a dependable outside receiver to make some of those combat catches down the field? Eli Rogers, in his first game back from an ACL tear, and he's making his presence known very early in that football game. And then, of course, I talked about it. Defensively, being able to fool Brady in coverage, getting so much pressure up the middle on Brady where he's feeling that phantom rush all day, shutting down a guy like James White, who usually running back out of the backfield, gives the Steelers so many problems. The tight end in Rob Gronkowski, who again has just killed the Steelers game after game. Both of those guys pretty much non-existent for the Patriots a week ago. Is that something that the Steelers can replicate going into this football game, or was that a one-game just playing above yourself type of performance? I don't know. I think we're, we're you know we're going to find out on Sunday because you know it's it's it, it sets up. Perfectly for the letdown. You know, you have the home game, big home game, crowds involved, everybody's going crazy, right? You beat your nemesis, and now you got to go on the road against the Saints, against a Saints team that plays so well at home. The crowd noise there is going to be insane. It's a hostile environment for sure. And it sets up; it does set up well for that kind of letdown performance. I'm also, I'm also interested to see how Ben Roethlisberger plays in this game. You know, not to say Ben played poorly. In this one, but uh, yeah, or or last week, but Ben didn't play his best game. In fact, Ben has been, you know, Ben's been he's been shaky, right? I mean, yeah, you know, the turnovers have been a problem. Continue to be a problem. They were a problem last week. He, you know, he he overthrew Juju on one, and the other one, uh, you know, he kind of threw it into traffic there, and it got bounced around. He's got to be safer with the football, and I, I don't know that we're gonna see Ben Roethlisberger, who's trying to be safer with the football at the end of the year, right? I think he's got that kind of gunslinger mentality that this team is going to live or die, you know, on his arm. And that, in a lot of ways, that's true. You know, in a lot of ways, that is true because this team's not going to rely on Jalen Samuels to go 150 every week, right? Not, even when they get James Conner back, right? They're not going to be a ground and pound and, and, and dominating defensively. They're going to have to rely on Ben. And, and in that way, they're going to have to live and die with those Ben Roethlisberger interceptions. How is this team going to defend a guy like Alvin Kamara? Because as I said, you know, James White didn't have a big game Last week. Alvin Kamara and, and this Saints offense is going to pose some problems for this Steeler team. You know, problems that this Steeler team has had in the past. Defending very good rece- or, uh, running backs out of the backfield as receivers. LJ Fort has been good in that role this year. Although the Steelers elected not to use him a week ago. I'll be interested to see if that's still the case this week. If they have as much faith in Vince Williams as they did a week ago. This week against a guy like Kamara. And, and then the other thing, you know, we don't talk about it in that Patriots game because... It didn't, you know, it didn't matter in the football game. But the, the Patriots had some success on the ground. I mean, they averaged nearly five yards a carry in that football game, if I remember right. Yeah, five point one yards per carry in that game. Now they didn't run the ball probably enough in that game. Or if you, if you went back and you know uh, Brady and Belichick could change their game plan a little bit. I'm sure that they would want to run the ball a little more. They had some success running the football in that game. I and mean, they had some success moving the ball in that game. The Steelers stopped them in the red zone a couple times. But for for a team like the Saints that is as good as running as they are and likes to use that running with play action, you know you have Kamara and you have Mark Ingram. This is going to be a real problem for the Steelers if if they allow the Saints easy yardage on first down. You know we think of the Saints when you think of Drew Brees and you think of the Saints offense. You think of a high flying push the ball down the field type of offense. That's not who the Saints are anymore. With Kamara with Ingram, they're much more of an efficiency style of offense. You know, get their yardage on the ground, and then utilize play action and smart plays that way to move the football. And they're no longer, you know, just a team with Drew Brees, who's put. In fact, I think Drew Brees. If you look at uh, uh, intended air yards, right, the the air, the 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 uh, amount of yards the air is in the ball on 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 Brees' throws, I think he's like at the bottom of the league. I'm pretty sure he's down there with like Blake Bortles, you know, because this offense is not about you know push the ball down the field, go go go, like it used to be. It's much more of, a, of an efficient offense, and, and against the Steeler defense that look they've had holes all year, right? We can we can sit here and act like you know what the Steelers did a week ago is, is repeatable, and this defense is fixed and all of that, but it's a one game sample size. It's a one game sample size at home against a against a real thorn in their side that they were certainly playing above themselves to beat. Can they do that same thing against the Saints? That's the question for me this week. Hopefully, this Cam Jordan comments brings out. You know the best in this Steeler team again because they're certainly going to need it. and They're certainly going to need it without James Conner for another week and potentially without Juju. That can be a real problem there. If Juju has to sit out this game, boy, you, you know you got to think unless we see that same James Washington again or unless we see that same Jalen Sam- Samuels again, there's just no way this team can keep up with that Saints offense. I would be very surprised to see the Steeler team really hold down the Saints the same way they did the Patriots. I imagine the Saints are going to get. Yeah, I mean like I can't say in the 30s anymore, right? I, mean, I had this whole saying all year about how defense doesn't matter. And now these last couple weeks, I mean offense around the NFL, it's so funny because it's, you know, we were we were having games 52 to 55, right? And now all of a sudden, the Saints can barely put up 12. The the Rams, I mean they you know, they can barely put up 10. I mean, you know, you you've got these high-flying offenses that are all coming crashing back down to earth. The Steelers Saints game, or the Steelers Patriots game, played 17 to 10. I you know, I, again, I I can't sit here and predict in a dome, you got the Steelers offense and you got the Saints offense. Those two teams are going to play a game in the teens or in the 20s. I, I, I'm i just not ready to say that. I'm, I'm still going to predict in the 30s here, and I'm ready to be wrong. But I'm going to say the Steelers, boy, with Juju, I think they win this game. I think they can pull one out. I think they can win something like 34-31. Without Juju, boy, it, it's just hard. I, I think without Juju, they're going to lose something like 31-20, to 20, something like that. Um, Again, it would take, it would take them having... The, a, another performance like that from James Washington or Jalen Samuels and I really expect those young guys who played so well a week ago I do expect some of those guys to come crashing down to earth this week uh, so we'll see what happens alright that'll do it for me today thank you all for listening if you want to leave feedback SteelerCountry at gmail.com the email address you can follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry and I'll be back on Monday for my recap of Steelers Saints right here on Locked on Steelers